Welcome to the table uh, with Cliff Hurt. Um, man, so today um, I got somebody I've been watching. Uh, and I guess I'll give a brief interjection and then we'll kind of like transition into um, how we met uh, officially. But um, yeah, one of those friends of a friend, uh, when your friend like has somebody that they respect, they hold to uh, a high regard as a friend. Um, since first grade, I think you guys have been friends. If you know Kala, um, who I sing with and kind of been moving with um, through the music thing for the last three years, um, this is just one of his good mates, um, somebody that he loves. Um, and yeah, um, and I can sense that he feels honored to call him his friend. Um, and so that's um, enough for me <laughs> when somebody's like, this person is cool. And I got to meet him um, in some uh, interesting circumstances. So we will talk about that a little bit later. Um, but Reese Anderson, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, here at the table uh, with Club Hurt. Um, yeah, welcome, Reese. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I really appreciate um, coming on today. Yeah, man. Um, and having a yarn with you. Um, I was stoked when you, yeah, you flicked us a message and um, pretty keen to come on and just have a yarn about life. And, yeah, man. Um, also, um, something that you were just sort of saying about men sort of speaking up a bit more, I think that's um, really powerful. And if yep. we can get more men to speak up, yep. um, I think the world would be a better place. Yes. Um, and, yeah, Reese, um, I you know, like that's something I think I, I kind of got to see with you over the, the past few months. And obviously we'll jump into a little bit of like the present and how you got to the present. But let's get to know you, you know, at the table I always like people to start off with their stories, um, where they're from, how they grew up, um, and what has made you the man that you are today. Um, yes, solid. So um, not many people would know this, um, obviously just close friends, mm -hmm. um, but I was born with an upside-down heart. Oh, man. Um, so my parents were pretty young, 25, yep. I, I do believe. Yep. Um, and they didn't do the, the uh, surgery in Perth. Oh, wow. So I was flown straight to Melbourne. Oh, wow. Um, and um, they operated uh, on me in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. And out of about oh, a room full of 10 people, I was probably the only one that survived. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm here for a reason. Yeah, man. Still finding that reason. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, yeah, being a parent myself, I sort of think, geez, that, that would have been tough. Yep. Um, so I spent, I think it was around six months of my, of my life in Melbourne, um, or my, my first six months of my life in Melbourne. Yep. Uh, I was on life support for quite a long time. Wow. Um, I have a massive scar. Um, and um, So you came yeah. into the game fighting, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah, it was tough. And, and unfortunately, they probably didn't have the technology they do now, so yeah. they didn't pick up on it um, until um, obviously I was born. Yep. Um, and I was born on the first uh, Eagles grand final uh, <laughs> that they won in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, so was, yeah, um, born and, and watched the Eagles win their first grand final. So, um, you know, maybe that was the reason, I don't know. So big diehard Eagles supporter. Yeah. Um, so we went to to Melbourne, obviously, yep. um, and then came home. Yep. Um, Mum and Dad just built their first home in Rangaroo. Um, I was really close with my grandparents, my yep. mother's um, parents. Yep. Mum's adopted, okay, um, as well. So we don't know any of Mum's um, other family, but my pa and my nana, who who did adopt my mother um, when she was a newborn, I think, um, took us in. Yes, 
Um, and I was really, really close with them. Yep. Um, and grew up, you know, around them a lot in Warwick. Yes. Um, and, um, yeah, there's a lot of photos of me sort of with my big scar and, and them sort of bathing me and it was a lot of touch and go, I think, um, at the start of my life. Yeah. Um, you know, appointments, um, uh, trips to the hospital if yep. I got sick or... Um, even with the medication that I had, it, it sort of ruined my teeth and my gums. And, yeah. Um, so always been in and out of hospital yeah. appointments, dental appointments, all that sort of sti- all, all of the, sorry, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, throughout my life, certainly my younger life, yep. um, I was told I could never get a tattoo, mm. could never drink alcohol, hmm. obviously never smoke, never do drugs, never play football, never do any of these things. Yep. Um, they weren't too sure if I was going to live to 25 um, But I've, I've been able to do all those things Yes sir. <laughs> uh, And sort of prove them wrong So yep. yeah, I've been fighting since yeah. the day I came here Yep um, And just proving doctors, surgeons, specialists wrong um, Since since day one really That's powerful um, man So um, yeah That's powerful man Yeah it was, <laughs> Wow Full on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as a little kid, I think, you know, telling an eight-year-old they can't play footy. Yeah. <laughs> breaks your heart. And I thought, yeah, nah, man. I will and I, and I can and, and I'll, I'll show you. So yeah. um, that was, yeah, really, really good. Yep. Um, to sort of stick it up there. Yeah. Backside sort of thing. So, um, yeah. I feel like that's the Aussie way, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, tell me I can't do it and I'll prove it that I can, you know. Yeah, um, And I've always been like that. You, yep. you know, I almost... Thrive off someone telling me that I can't do it, yeah. Rather than someone sitting there and praising me and this and that, I yep. sort of feel like if you sit there and tell me, yeah, yeah, you can't, yeah, you know, jump that fence, yeah, I'll run up and I'll jump that fence, yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's the way I've always been. Yep, and I'll probably always continue to be. Yep. Um. So yeah, um, that's sort of like my younger life, which was which was tough. Yeah. Um. And what was it like when you um, kind of trans- started to transition into those high school years? And, um, you know, like, what was it like? I mean, I know you got a younger brother. Um, what was it like growing up and kind of being, are you the are you the oldest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the oldest. So my, I'm six years older than my brother. Okay. Um, so he came at about 98. Yep. Um, we were living in Marangaroo. Mum and dad just built a home. Everything's going well. Yep. Um, you know, those sort of days for me are quite hazy, I suppose. Yeah, um, yeah. I spent a lot of time with my grandparents, um, you know, almost basically lived there. Yep. Mum did night shift. Um, she worked at PMH. Yep. Um, Perth Children's Hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then um, Dad was like a welder, I think. Yep. can't really remember. Um, so we spent a lot of time at our grandparents' house. Yeah. Um, and we would stay there most weekends. Yep. Um, they would always pick us up from school and, and all that sort of stuff. And then um, gradually as we got older, Nana passed away when I was 10 yeah. from breast cancer. Okay. So that was a pretty tough hit. Yeah, So I definitely. was quite young, obviously. Then my brother would have been four. Yep. Um a really, really tough um, moment in my life seeing um, someone go through um, cancer, yes, and go through the chemo, yep. and then not probably, obviously, understanding what was going on at the yeah. time. 
Um, so really, really tough. Yeah. Um, and I think they probably knew she wasn't going to make it, but they yeah. obviously didn't say anything. So we, we did a lot of trips um, down south. We got a lot of family down south who own farms and just um, tried to make her last, you know, um, few months you know, happy. Yep, as good I as suppose. you can. Make, yeah. um, building memories. Yep. But at the time, I probably didn't see that. Yep. Um, but now that I look back at it, that's clearly what we're doing. And yep. um, yeah, it was a really tough pill to swallow. Um, and I think that really affected my mum and dad's marriage. Yep. Um, I think mum probably suppressed her feelings. Yeah. Um, probably drank a bit, bit more. Yep. Um, which ended up having a, a bit of a, I suppose, a, a bit of a... Ripple effect. Yeah, an effect on, on us. Yeah, of course. Um, and on the marriage. And and um, so we probably started staying with Pa a bit more, which obviously the, the death of his wife over 50 years um, affected him. Yes. Um, and, it was, yeah, it was a really tough time. Yeah, um, man. And then things sort of growing into my teenage years... Uh, mum and dad split up yep. when I was about 12. Yeah. Um, so we moved in with, with my pa. Yep. Um, for quite a, well, was it a few years? I can't remember. Um, but it was, it was a little while. Yeah, yeah, Before mum got back on her feet. Yep. Um, and dad, um, he moved into a little unit. Yep. Um, I didn't see Dad a hell of a lot. Yeah. We wasn't as close with him as, as what my brother was. So yes. my brother stayed with him probably two weeks on, two weeks off. And, yes. Um, I didn't really see him much. Or yep. wasn't, you know, I was a young teenager. Yep. Wanting to drink <laughs> and wanting to do my own thing. And, yeah. Um, so, you know, as yeah. we are, we're selfish teenagers. Yeah. And we just do what we want. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, I know that feeling. I, I've done that. <laughs> yeah. So that was me, yeah. I suppose. Um, <laughs> And I look back at it now and think, God, you know, uh, yeah. you know, I probably wish that I had built a better relationship with him at the same time. Yeah. Um, he would have been going through, you know, hell yes. as well and, and it wouldn't have been easy. Yeah. But, yeah, as I say, teenagers, we don't really. Yeah. But pa- parents, man, they, 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 I think they do understand, you know, like um, they, they were once young too. And maybe like um, from different experiences, you know, my, my, my father, I think about you yeah, saying that, man, I remember getting my first tattoo. <laughs> and uh, I snuck and got it. We got one of my uh, good mates, his uh, brother, <laughs> took us to like this guy that did tattoos in his house. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Which was probably like a no-no too, you know. Like, yeah. And, and, and I, um, and then <laughs> shout out to Lance. I'm, I'm telling on you now. Um, anyway, he, um, you got me thinking about this story. And like we would go and have good time and stuff um, as, as young people. I was also like really into church too at the time too. So I kind of had this like weird balance. Um, but with my high school friends, we would do go do this stuff. And I remember getting this tattoo. And my dad, man, who was actually pretty relaxed and um, pretty always even for most of the time, like this was like the maybe the third time where he ever put his hands on me, maybe the second. Like, and I'm thinking, yeah. Anyway, yeah. he like grabbed me by the collar because Lance was like, oh, by the way, uh, Mr. Hurt, <laughs> like the respect that he has on my dad. Um, uh, Cliff and Dale got tattoos. Like, so he like basically just told on us so just in case I got home and like he was like he just like covered himself and like man my dad was just like 
boy, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like I told you, don't do that. <laughs> um, and I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, so I, um, I, I kind of get, you know, when you're a teenager, man, you just like, you know, there were a few times that I tested him. I was just like, let me do my own thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, you just want to be a teenager. You want to kind of, you, you're growing up to be a man. You're coming to, you're becoming a young man. You want to have your own thoughts um, and, you know, your own ideas and express those ideas. And sometimes it's just cool to be away from pops. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, yeah. hundred percent. I agree with that. Um, because they do, they, they, they're street. Well, my yeah, my parents were also very street. They went off and I, they found out I had a tattoo. But um, I'm sort of, where was I? So you're talking about the, um, yeah, like living with your pa and kind of staying Yeah, so I was living with pa. Yeah, yeah, dad having a tough time. Having a really tough time, yeah. sort of getting used to change. Yeah, yeah. I've never been someone that, that likes change. I, yeah, I yeah. sort of love my little bubble and mm-hmm. that's that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so when my bubble bursts, I... Uh, I don't handle it too well. Yeah. Um, so, so the bubble got burst, obviously, in, in I think it was 2005. Yeah, I reckon it was 2005 yep. um, that they split up. And so um, we moved in with Pa um, starting high school. Yep. Um, and um, I was the only one from my primary school going to high school there. And then Calla came with me. Um, so we got into the footy program there. And yep. Was settled in at Warwick pretty early on. Yep. Um, so high school for me was quite easy. It was yep, a bit yep. of an easier transition. Yep. Um, for me and um, played a lot of footy, made a lot of friends. Yep. Um, and then met a girl pretty close. I don't know, I can't remember if it was in year eight or year nine now. It's going back some time. Um so I met a girl there and we ended up together for about six or seven years. Oh, wow. Um, so um, ended up sort of almost living with her. Yep. Um, as well going through. Mum yep. obviously progressively got worse, I yep. think, over that period. Yep. Um, so I was sort of jumping from mum to pa or, or my my ex-partner partner yep. at the time. Yep. Um, and her family was huge support for me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They really helped me out a lot. Um, uh, that's something that now I look back on as well. Like a teenager, I probably took that for granted a little yeah. bit as well. But now, you know, I sort of sit back probably almost, I don't know, probably 15 years ago, 14 years ago, something like that. Yep. It's a long time to sort of sit back. I've done a lot of growth, yep. a lot of learning. Mm-hmm. Um and really appreciate what they did for me. Yes. Um, and unfortunately, it didn't end on, on good terms. Yep. Um, but um, I do sit back and go, geez, yeah. I learned a lot there. Yeah, man. Um, and and I probably wouldn't be half the person I am today if I didn't didn't really yep. um, learn off her parents as yep. well. Um, I think, yeah, they were huge role models for me and I probably never really expressed that to them at the time. Yep. Um, because as you say, like teenagers, man, they just do what they want, don't yeah, they? Man. <laughs> I mean, we don't know. You know, a lot of times, man, we don't know, man. Um, you know, I always, I agree with you, man. You don't know the sacrifices people are making for yeah. you or the, 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 even the, sometimes with adults, man, like how they are just really changing their whole lives and like even some of their ideas to like, you know, fit. Um, and so like, yeah, it's powerful that you even like have the, the sight to like look back and be like, you know what, that was powerful. Um, you know, I saw some stuff. Um, that I probably needed to see um, and people were patient with me and, you know, this way. I think that's powerful, man. Yeah, yeah. it was a, a beautiful home. Yep. 
um, no violence, no drinking, you know, yep. no, nothing like that. Um, really loving family. Yep. Um, and, you know, eating at the dinner table every night. I'm not saying that my family wasn't or anything like that, yep. but um, just how they had a connection with, I suppose, their parents and how they could go to their parents and talk about anything. Yes. Um, I, I found that really powerful mm-hmm. and, and for me that I could go there and... Um, you know, I always felt like, you know, if I was to go to mum, you know, past seven o'clock, I'd probably get yelled at. So we just, yeah. we just wouldn't do that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was a really powerful one. Yep. Um, and then, um, so, so I was there for, whoa, I reckon six years, yeah, six man. plus years, I reckon. Yep. Um, from 14 to 20. Yep. Um, and in that time, a lot happened. So, um, it was around, I reckon I was around 15, 16, past started getting really sick mm. with cancer. Yep. Um, so he had to have his ear removed. Yeah. Um, that was really hard. Yeah. Um, but, but as we knew with Nana, um, Nana had cancer and it came back once she yeah. got rid of it. So, and I feel like um, it's a fact that cancer will always come back. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. Um, and so it did come back eventually. I think I might have been 18, 17, 18. Yep. Um, and this time it came into his lungs and it was mm. really aggressive. Yep. Um, so um, we went through that. And, yep. and Ali, uh, my ex-partner, um, partner at the time, was super supportive and I probably didn't um, accept her. Yep. Um, her... Caring nature, her loving nature at that time. I think yeah. I was just, I think I was having this bit of a yarn to you before. I didn't talk yep. about my feelings and yep. always had to be this hard ass that nothing bothered me yep. or anything like that. And I really did shut her off. Um, and in in doing that, I think it really um, hurt the relationship as well. Yep. Um, but I've always been so young, didn't know how to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. These people have been a, a part of my life for the whole, my whole life. Yeah, and, man. Um, and then mum's, I think, drinking progressed even worse, you know. Yeah. Lost her mum, now about to lose her dad. Yep. And um, um, dad, I didn't, yeah, didn't really see dad. Stepdad came into the picture. Yep. Um, I can't say that we, we get along all that well. Yeah. Um, just probably see things differently. Yep. Um, but tolerate each other, I think. Yep. Um, I don't know. Um, so I would prefer to be out at, at my ex-partners or at pars or, yep. or where I was. Um, and so we, yeah, we um, obviously got the news that he had lung cancer and um, it was not long after that he, he passed away. So um, that was a really hard moment for me to take. So yeah. this is probably more so where my life probably... Yep. Started going down was yep. um, the Eagles were versing Geelong um, <laughs> in 2011. Yeah, um, here. Yep. And I got tickets to go with with a friend of mine, Zane. Yeah. Who I don't think I've spoken to him since that night. Actually, okay. not we don't hate each other. I think it's just one of those things. So, yeah. So I decided to go there, and um, I decided to stay at my ex partner's house, mm-hmm. partner at the time. Um, Instead of my job was to look after Pa, he just come out of surgery and, and all that sort of stuff. And I said to Pa, I said, look, are you going to be all right? He said, I'm fine. Yep. I'm all good. I'm going to go to bed, have an early night, see you in the morning. Yeah. 
So I said, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. And he did. He sounded really, really good. Yeah. Um, so I came back the next morning, probably 8.30, I yes. reckon, in the morning. So I dropped uh, my ex-partner off at work and I went home and I got into the house and there was blood everywhere. Mm. Blood all over the walls, blood all over the carpet, blood just everywhere mm. as if he'd... I don't know what happened. Mm. I, didn't know. I was thinking, geez, what am I going to walk into? So... Walked into the, his bedroom and he was sort of gasping for air, like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I went, geez, what's happened? Mm-hmm. Um, so we got him rushed to hospital. Um, I think he knew he was dying. Mm-hmm. So he didn't want to go to hospital. Mm-hmm. I think he wanted to just die at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I suppose if I had my time again, uh, maybe that's what I should have done. I should have mm-hmm. just left him mm-hmm. um, at home, in his own home, mm-hmm. um, comfortable in his own bed. Um because now I look back, back at that and think that's probably what I want too, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. So it was a really tough, tough pill to swallow. Yeah, man. That's um, and I just really always tough. thought, well, if I had been there that night when things had got worse, we could have rushed into hospital then. Yeah. But instead he's been sitting there for 12, 15 hours struggling. So, so that was a really tough pill to swallow. I didn't talk to anyone about it. Yep. Um, blamed myself, I suppose. Um, yeah. That maybe... If he had have got in there earlier, yeah. he would have been actually all right. And yeah. I think the doctor said that if we had have got this an hour or two hours into it, it would have been okay. But now he, the water on his lungs is it's mm. too much. It's 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 going to be yeah, yeah. We think he's going to go. You know yeah. whether that's today or tomorrow, whenever that may be. <laughs> so it was a really tough pill to swallow. Yep. Um, so I ended up living um, in the home. Yeah. Whilst pa was in hospital. Pa ended up dying probably. A few days later, I can't yeah. remember yep. off the top of my head. It was yeah. a really um, tough time for yeah, me. I can imagine that. Um, and I just started drinking. Yep. I started drinking, um, buying cartons. Yep. Uh, me and Macca yeah. were living at the home. Yeah, um, yeah, We probably learned how to cook there. We learned how to do everything. <laughs> um, and we were just having, you know, a couple of young fellas yep. um, on the turps or whatever, having... You know, cooking easy feed steak with yeah, yeah. you know those little pasta things or macaroni and cheeses. <laughs> you know, just the eat, and we always stuff it up. You know? <laughs> um, but you live and learn. Yeah. Um, and I was there for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably also where my relationship with my ex partner sort of deteriorated as well because it just wasn't coping. I just wasn't. Yep. Um, didn't cry. Yeah. I didn't cry. And a lot of people found that a bit weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the funeral. I didn't cry. Mm. I don't think I cried when he passed away. I was just, um, I think it was just empty. Yeah, yeah. I was just exhausted. Yep. Empty. Um, didn't believe it. Yeah. Um, you know, often used to call his phone just to hear his voice on the voicemail and just drank myself silly, really. Yeah. Um, and then um, I hurt my arm at work and went on workers' comp. Yep. Um, for about 18 months. Yep. So I wasn't working, um, wasn't training. And I put on probably about 45, 50 kilos. Um, and I think my ex-partner at the time could sort of see me just spiraling out of control. Yeah. And I think she was just like, nah, this guy's, nah. Yeah. He's... he's we're done here, I think, yeah. you know, and um, so we broke up and um, we broke up pretty badly. Yeah. I don't really want to go into it. Yeah, no, but, no, um, of course not. It wasn't good. Yeah. 
um, which was is annoying because she was my best friend. Yeah, man. As well as my partner. So, you know, you get the double whammy, you know, you lose your best friend and your partner at the same time, mm-hmm. someone that you've been so close with for such a long period of time. Yeah. You just about know their ins and outs of every day. You know, mm-hmm. she's going to come in the door, you know, she's going to do that movement, this movement, this movement. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, it was just, it was crazy. And then all of a sudden, bang. Yeah. She's not there anymore. Yep. Um, doesn't want to talk to me, doesn't want to borrow me, that her family don't want to borrow me. Um, so it was really, that was another, it wasn't, it was probably a year after Pa passed away. So yeah. it was a really tough pill to swallow. So that would have been 2012. Yep. Um, so I lost that support. Yes. Um, I lost Pa, yep. that support. I lost the support of, of my ex-partner yeah. and her family. That's a big loss, man. Huge loss. In, in two years, yep. bang. Or yeah. within a year of each other, yep. gone. Um, so I moved in with Dad. Yeah. Um, and me and Dad, you know, we... We clash a bit, yeah. you know, I think because we're so similar. Um, so that was tough. Well, I had a big falling out with my mum. Didn't go to her wedding with her partner. Um, missed all that. That was before Pa died. So we weren't on good terms. Yeah. Um, and then still drinking um, heavily, um, eating crap, KFC yeah. mainly. Um, <laughs> hey though <laughs> If you're good, good you know? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had KLC in a few years oh, man But I know so <laughs> I <good>. know <laughs> So good and, and it was probably around that time I started smoking a lot of ganja A lot of yeah. weed um, And that's probably where the drugs started coming into it Yeah um, We're not going to go fully into that Yeah, yeah man think, You don't have to man certainly with the ganja I was smoking daily. Yeah. Um, and it was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was having, you know, I wasn't working. I had a roof over my head. I was living on my own. <laughs> no girlfriend. Um, you know, me and Macca would just sit up, blaze up, and, uh, and it was a good time. Yeah, man. Get KFC. <laughs> um, you know, I was, yeah, I was thinking, geez, how good's this? Yeah. You know? um, and I, and I, what I was really doing was I was suppressing what yep. was really going on yeah. with drugs and food and yep. alcohol. Yep. Um, yep. And as I say, I put on a lot of weight. Yep. Um, and um, so that, that happened. Yeah. Um, I moved in with Dad. I then moved back in with Mum. Yep. Um, in 2013, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Early start of 2013. And, um, and I was really close to my brother. Mm-hmm. I probably haven't spoken about him enough uh, at the moment. Yeah, He's yeah. sort of been left out, but really close to my younger brother. Yeah, He's six sure. years younger than me. Yep. Um, but he's just that little kid that you just always was just around, you know. And yeah. As an older brother, you just want him to, you know, just piss off. <laughs> Go and get your own friends. Uh, do your own thing. Um, so he's always around me. Didn't leave me alone. Bugged me and bugged me and bugged me. And then, um, I don't know, we love, love-hate relationship. Yeah. You know, we always had good cracks. We always had a good fight or, or whatever. Um, he broke my nose when I was oh. young. Um, <laughs> clocked me. Um, so that... <laughs> that wasn't so good But I got him back A couple of years later <laughs> He uh, hit his head On the corner Of the table Almost lost his eye oh. uh, It was real close But yeah. it was all good <laughs> Thankfully Because um, mum probably Would have killed me But <laughs> Siblings um, go at it now. Nobody ever believes, like, everybody tries to keep it, like, <laughs> yeah. PC, but siblings go at it. I mean, oh, we go at it, you know. Uh, my partner um, is 
siblings have gone at it. And he's my brother was here. He saw us go at it. He's like, <laughs> yeah. What in the world? <laughs> uh, it's a different sort of guy, isn't it? It's uh, on for young and old, and you don't care. And then you just hug each other after, and you're yep. best friends again. So I love, I love you. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's it's really funny. We had a yeah uh, a relationship really really close. So yeah. he was one person, even though he's six years younger than me. It was like he was older. He yeah. was always older. He was always around older people. He was always doing things three yes. or four years in advance to what other kids his age would, were probably doing Definitely. as well. So he started smoking gunja at quite a young age. I reckon yep. he would have been 11, 12, something like that. Yep. Where I was, you know, 22, 23, 20, yep. something like that. So um, I just felt like oh, we had this connection. I could talk to him about things and, and I'd actually take his advice at times. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. So in 2013, I moved home and we became really, really close. But towards the end of 2013, um, he ended up in jail. Okay. In a juvenile detention centre. Oh, gosh. I'm um, not really going to go into his charges yeah, yeah. or anything like that, but it was a serious, serious charge. Yep. And once again, uh, I remember the day we got raided. So you know, we got raided. And uh, it was just me and him home mm-hmm. um, and got a, uh, sort of in the toilet, you know, doing number two. <laughs> <laughs> and I get this knock on the door yeah. and, I, and I just drop Macker off. Yeah. And uh, the knock kept knocking and, and he goes, it's Senior Sergeant Mark Williams from Major Crime Squad. Yeah. And I thought it was Macker having me on just yeah. as a bit of a joke, you know. Yeah. I said, you know, piss off Mac or whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I come out of the toilet and there's probably 12 coppers um, standing down my hallway, video camera out, everything going yeah, yeah, through yeah. the house. Um, arrested my brother. Whoa. I didn't find anything what, they, yeah. what the warrant yeah. they were sort of looking for. And I just thought, oh, you know, he'll, he'll be home. Uh, Mum came home, took him down the, went with him down to the police station. I was like, oh, you know, he'll he'll come home that night. Yeah. And uh, you know, once again, life as I had started to know it had changed again. Yeah, um, he didn't come home for the next you know four and a half years. Um, so it was a really tough pill to swallow that one. Um, and you know, my life from then on over the next four and a half years was. You know, four or five visits out to Bankshire every week. Mm-hmm. Um, we couldn't talk about our personal things over the phone because everything was recorded. And, yeah. Um, you know, you're watched everywhere. And yep. Really, yeah, it was a really tough time. But I met, so his best mate, Dylan. Yeah. Um, I met his sister. Yep. Um, so Dylan's um, where you came to his funeral. To see yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Dylan. Um, so we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah, but, man. Um, so, and me sort of got together, and yep. um, we weren't together for very long. It was a very toxic relationship. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and, and really run her down or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, of course. in the day, she's still with the mother of of my daughter, and yeah, she got pregnant um, quite early on. Yep, probably three months. Okay, um, with my oldest daughter. Yeah, um, we didn't last long together. Probably twelve months. Yeah. And then we moved on. Um, but, you know, once again, so we got our own home in, in Maribuka and things went south and yep. moved to Kandula, things went south there. And um, and then um, I moved back in with 
my mum. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had to get out of there. Thought it was good. Moved back in with mum. Um, still, obviously, Connor was locked up at this time. And then Dylan ended up getting locked up. Oh, wow. As well for, oh, I can't remember how long he, he got locked up for. I'm going to say around the two-year mark. Maybe yeah. Maybe one and a half years, something like that. So good enough. Yep. Um, and we would go to visits and take our, our daughter to see Dylan yeah. and Connor and all that. And yeah, it was full on. Um, I can't keep up, but I reckon there's probably 13 siblings. Oh, man. Um, so there's about 13 of them. Whoa. Yeah, so big, big family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. House has got about 10 bedrooms in it. Um, <laughs> so that's another big change. But once again, um, new support system now. Yeah, so definitely. The old support system. Um, you know, it's no longer there, you know, um, yeah. with my ex-partner and that and then obviously my grandparents passing yep. away and I actually just read a quote the other day that for every person that leaves your life, another person enters your life yep. and at the time you might not know it. Yep. Um, and that's so true. I, yeah, I just believe that yeah, 100%. So all of a sudden I got this new network of support and um, still didn't really talk much about it. Yeah. Um, but this is where I probably became my most um, destroyed, I think, mentally. Yep. Um, so it was, uh, yeah, one thing led to another and, and I mentally just couldn't cope anymore. Yep. Um, so I um, attempted to take my own life. Um, and trying to call... Whoever or whatever happened, um, yeah, yeah. I came down and I was sat on the couch. And I think at that moment, um, moving forward, I always slept on the couch from then on in and went, "Geez, I've got a, I've got a problem here. Yeah, um, I'm not okay." Yep. For the first time in my life, I probably went, "Nah, I'm not okay." Yep. When I hadn't been okay for so long, I think mm -hmm. I'd suppressed everything with either drugs or alcohol, and yep. I was always trying to be that person with the with the smile on their face, yep. joking about whatever. Yep. Making my life look really good on social media. Yep. So no one would ever pick and yep. think like, oh, race, no, he's fine. Like, yeah. Like, he's all good, you know. Um, yep. But I wasn't. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it, yeah, it was really hard to come out and probably talk to close people about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I certainly don't think I was talking about it when it first originally happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I decided I was going to leave the relationship. Yep. Um, and I joined a gym. Yep. Um, so I was about 107 kilos, I reckon, when yeah. I joined the gym. So, I, And I'm only a little bloke, so I'm about 172 <laughs> centimetres, 107 kilos, yeah. you know, I look like uh, yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire's, you know, yeah, chubby son. Um, <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't in great nick. Yeah. Um, and I set myself a goal um, mm. when Ruby was born. Yeah. Um, I wanted to be slim and yep. fit and all this sort of stuff. And yep. so joined the gym and started really, really slow. Started yep. with 4K run, walk every yeah. single day. Yep. Um, I, I went into – I think I just I just looked in the mirror after attempting suicide probably a week after mm -hmm. and I just said I hate myself. Mm -hmm. mm. I, I don't like the person I see in this mirror mm -hmm. and how can I change that? Yep. And I was working a dead-end job. At LD mm. Total with Caller and yep. all these guys, you know, mowing lawns. Well, says that what I want to do for the rest of my life? Because mm -hmm. yep. the only person that could change that is me. Yep. <laughs> I can't, you know, I can have all the support people in the world. Yep. And they can tell me how wonderful I am. Yep. 
but it's me at the end of the day that's got to get up. And, and there were days where I didn't leave the bed. There were days where I didn't shower. There were days yeah. where brushing my teeth was too hard. There yeah, were days man. where just putting toast in a toaster was too hard, so I didn't bother about it. Yeah. There were days where um, I would cry in the car. Yeah. Just cry. Yep. No one ever seen me cry. Yep. Um, maybe a little bit now. I'm a bit more emotional now. I've got daughters, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, but there were days where where it was just grey all yeah. the time. Just all the time. Um, and, yeah, so I, I, yeah, I had a sh- was getting in the shower and I looked at myself naked. Yeah. naked, standing in front of the mirror. And I went, you know, I hate myself. I'm fat. I'm ugly. I'm a loser. Yeah. How, how can I change? Mm-hmm. And so I went into the fridge. <laughs> I grabbed, I, I, this is no law. I reckon I had probably three to four litres of Coke a day. Yeah. That's um, intense, on bro. On top of like V's and pies and, Whoa. you know, my breakfast looked like a 710 mil V with, <laughs> with a steak and pepper pie. Oh. Yeah, and then a big Coke for yeah. Smoko with, KFC yeah. it was horrible it was horrible yeah um and then um I I joined the gym yep met some new people at work mm-hmm. um who one was a PT I think at the time or he had started to be a P- PT and so with the other one they were really big influences on on me yeah um to change my life I think <clears throat> You know, they were like, man, you got to get out of the relationship. It's really toxic. Yeah. Um, you got to start eating healthier. Yeah. Like, and they and I would literally call them at the shop and say, hey, look, like, I want to get this this um, bread, but like, I don't know how many calories is in it. And I and I started getting obsessive compulsive with the way that I was training and eating, yeah, and doing everything. So it was. I mean, a lot of people think about losing weight like it's all in the gym or it's this or that or you just eat a little bit less mm-hmm. or whatever, but it's all in a calorie deficit. Yeah. So, I mean, for males, I think we've got to eat around the 3,000 mark, mark yeah. uh, mm-hmm. a day or something like that. And I was like, well, I want to lose weight and I want to lose it quick. Mm-hmm. So I um, I think we dropped it down. So I think I was eating 1,200 calories a day. Yeah, that's pretty low, eh? That's low. Especially so when you're trying to like do stuff. Plus landscaping. No. Um, so I cut all carbs out. Yeah. Um, so it was egg, tuna, veg. Yeah, yeah. That was it. Yep. And I ran about 4Ks a day. I didn't really do much weights. Yeah. Because um, I didn't know what I was doing. Yep. And so I... Um, just ran and ran and ran and ran for about six months. Um, and I lost 40 kilos in six months. Whoa. Um, bought a Fitbit. Yep. Went to work and started using work as a workout. Yeah. So I'd chuck like a big jumper on, big pants on. Yep. I'd get all the boys to like line up the, the wheelbarrows. I'd jump on the truck and just start shoveling mulch. Yeah. You know, for everyone, I'd always do the hardest thing. And, um... My work ethic just grew and grew and grew. I was yeah. in a job that I didn't really like. I liked it because the boys were there, but I didn't really like. I didn't really like it. No, yeah, it was, yeah, like it was good, but it's wasn't a passion of mine. I don't think yeah. at that point, but it it turned into a passion of mine. Yeah, so yeah. it turned into a job that I loved. Yeah, yeah. I was working so hard, um, and then um, I got promoted. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they could see my hard work as well, and and the weight just fell off me. And 
I finally looked in the mirror and I was happy with the person that I saw. It, yeah. it took months, if not years, um, to get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the sacrifices of getting rid of those toxic people out of my life mm. um, was huge. But it's just not easy. <laughs> and sometimes you just got to cut that contact. Yep. You just got to cut it. Um, and, and it's ended bad. Yeah. Um, so I don't really get to see my daughter, which is another... Yep. I think I've seen it three or four times in the last three years. So, But I, I feel like a lot of dads could probably relate to, Definitely, to that. Definitely, man. Um, and maybe a lot of dads don't talk about it. Yes. A lot of dads will probably suppress it with alcohol, yep. drugs, maybe even sleeping with other multiple women yep. to just get over yep. the shit that they've, they've yep. got on. And, and they've got this, you know, they might be the biggest guy in the gym and, yep. you know, yep. um, the best looks, but... but the demons that they're fighting yep um and they're suppressing like you know we want those guys as well as all guys to, to come out and talk out yeah man about how they're feeling because they might look healthy on the outside but what's going on on the inside so and i think it's powerful just to kind of jump back a little bit um uh, you said something you said a few things that are powerful you this whole conversation is quite powerful um to say the least but um taking that moment um to like step back and like look at yourself i think that's the first step to, I think, anybody um, making a, sh- a shift, right, or a conscious shift, um, really taking that step back and and just being honest with yourself, right? Like you can, like you said, you can lie to everybody else. Social media can say one thing. Nobody's putting their failures on social media, which we know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when you can look in the mirror and be honest with yourself and ask yourself that question, like, do I really like you? Um, you know, and like, is this who I want to be, and then, you know, that's that's big, and a lot of people can't do that. A lot of people, you know, you know, that's it's a really tough thing, and so I encourage people to um, to, to do that. If you're listening, you know, take that step back and ask yourself, is this really, you know, who you like? And if so, or if not, what can you change? Because nobody else can do it for you. What can you actually do concretely Absolutely. to, like, to, to help yourself progress forward um and it could be something so little um you know um it's powerful you yeah. say that man i i you made me think about something i i say this um to a few people because people always say oh man you, you seem really confident you seem really comfortable and i'm like man it took me a long time to get really comfortable in my skin especially after i had like to unlearn stuff and i came out late and all this stuff if that be a coming out late it was just it, when life called it but i used yeah. to look in the mirror man for like a year plus actually and read a poem to myself um, to just help me, like, be comfortable with my own yeah. skin, bro. Like, yeah. and I read that poem, you know, you know, our deepest fears, not that we're inadequate, our deepest fears that we're powerful beyond measure. And I, like, would re- say it to myself every day, look myself in the eye, like, to, you know what I mean? To yeah, just man, muster I up the courage that, you know? to, like, yeah. walk out with my head held up. 100%, um, I think, you know? I think <laughs> the world is, it's tough, isn't it? Yeah, man. And, and everyone's got an opinion, and everyone's going <laughs> to judge. And yeah. I think that's, as I've gotten older, it's sort of like, well, I'm going to get judged no matter what I do. Whether <laughs> no I'm, matter. You know, like no matter what I do, I could walk to the car and someone will judge me on, on how I walk oh, to the man. car. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's just like, yep. start living life and a better life for you today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Start now. Start start with healthy eating. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're smoking 10 cigarettes a day, try and smoke nine, you know, mm-hmm. like whatever it is. Yep. Just start doing things for you and don't worry about, yeah. What other people have to say, and it's so hard to do that, though. Yeah, man, it is. It's incredibly hard. It is, bro. It is to do that, and I don't know. I don't. I can't really pinpoint one thing for me where I've gone because I still have that 
anxiety today. Yeah, mm. man. Like I still think, oh god, like what's this person gonna do? What's this, you know? So we, um, yeah, you were hitting on um, your just you know your daughter and um, that you know how and I've seen this um, actually in my um, time growing up too. You know where mom uses the power trip keeping you away from dad and stepmom for whatever reason. Um, and so I think it's, uh, you know, people have to go through their own things and it's usually to the detriment of, of the child. But I think um, it's powerful, man, to just still just be there, you know, and like just want to be there and like, you know, take it as it comes. I think that's quite powerful. Um, and like you said, it's um, it's valuable for guys to really take a step back and like tap into those emotions, man, because, you know, yeah, maybe you do want to see your kid and maybe that may be a thing. Um, but yeah, actually like dealing with that, facing it head on, you know? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm probably talking for all yeah. single dads out there that are probably in the same situation. Um, you know, just keep going, keep mm-hmm. moving, but also um, talk about it because I feel like a lot of dads... Um, go through suicidal thoughts it gets yeah. too hard maybe a lot of dads have had um what's the word they've, they've um been successful in suicide mm-hmm. um i think that's the way that you you say it these days yeah, it's yeah. Like not um yeah i think that's how you say it yeah um because it is it's it's hell yeah um and i think um one parent i'm not gonna i know I'm a male and I'm probably going going down the path of, of dads here. But yeah. I probably what I should have said is is any parent. Yeah. Um, whether that's a mum or a dad. Yep. Um, sometimes, yeah, the other parent uses a, a power trip or whatever that may be. And I'm sure um, a lot of people probably have, um, yeah, have their own opinion on, on whether... Yeah. What story is what story? I suppose we all... We all pick a story at the yeah, end of the day. Yeah. We all pick a side, <laughs> and um, you know, until you really know what's really going on, I think that's when um, people will go, "Oh shit!" You know, I was wrong about that person. But I think that there has a huge effect yep. on on the mental health of someone. Yeah, definitely. Because everyone, like I was saying before, judges you or whatever, and it does. It it um it causes suicide, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, yep. on top of not seeing your, your child and um all that sort of stuff. So um, I think that's where my training comes into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just work my ass off in there and yep. eat healthy and, and try and keep a positive mindset because um, yeah, it's not easy, you know. Yeah, you yeah. surround yourself with positive people, Yeah, which most positive people I know all, <laughs> all go to the gym. Yeah, this is true, they man. Do something, <laughs> um, that w- they work out or, or they do something yeah, man. for themselves. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I um, so we were talking about this, um, but I'll transition us a little bit, and I know you got some, a little bit more um to to tell me like in the story up too, um, but uh, so we met twenty eighteen, um, crazy circumstances, um, uh, we me and Kala just happened to be singing at, um, uh, going away service, um, and uh, uh you know, uh, and it was uh. It was quite heavy for me, um, even though it was one of the first um, services that I had been to since being in Perth. Um, and it was such a young man um, who clearly had a beautiful, 
so, but was dealing with uh, some of, some of uh, I call it the shadows, you know, and like wasn't able to overcome the shadows. Um, and, um, and so it seemed to take everybody by surprise. And that for me was just like, whoa, like it really like affected, I didn't even know, like really, you know, um, but just to see the amount of like strong men like around, like just devastated, man, and like nobody having a clue, you know, think, you know, and like you can hear people just saying like, man, we were just talking to him, like he was good, like he was encouraging me, um, and like to lose somebody like that was, um, yeah, and just to be there, bro, was really intense, but like I, that's when I met you um, and got to meet your brother, yeah. um, I'm pretty sure I met Maybe would I meet your mom there or did it was yes. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, I got to meet like the whole crew and yeah. like just lovely man. And it was um it's such like I said, it was weird circumstances, but um it was finally cool for me to put a, a name and face um with some yeah. of Callis um people and um and good friends and childhood friends and stuff like that. Um yeah, but so that's when we that's how we met. Um, yeah. and then of course um so much has changed since then <laughs> absolutely um, so i think yeah you can keep sharing. well yeah we obviously met um under devastating circumstances yeah, um which um rest in peace dylan yeah man um definitely rest in peace yeah he uh yeah was my daughter's uncle mm-hmm. but also a loving son brother mm-hmm. father Mm-hmm. Um, friend um, to so so many and and um, I think uh, you know it's a prime example of a man who, who didn't talk much yeah uh, from what I knew of him he um, was a tough nut he was one of the toughest if not the toughest bloke I've probably ever knew mm-hmm. um, nothing really ever seemed to phase him mm-hmm. um, just super strong yeah it was a young, lot younger than me but just had um, this strength about him that just yeah, man. nothing worried him and and nothing phased him and he was just this super tough guy. Yeah. Um, and he was my brother's best friend, so yeah. Um, I think it, it affected obviously my brother a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously the family, um, my ex's family. Yeah. Um, definitely affected obviously them. Mm-hmm. Um. But you know, I wish we we met in better circumstances. But but obviously, life has funny funny yeah, ways. Man. Well, you know, to, yeah, to sort of um, throw out, I guess. Yeah, and, man. Um, I was actually living in Broome at the time. Yeah. Um, so I'd met uh, my ex partner now, um, who we have a, uh, my youngest daughter with. Yeah. Um, so we ended up having a daughter and decided to move to Broome late twenty seventeen, I think, maybe yep. early twenty eighteen. Um, so we'd only been out there a few months or yep. six months or so, not even. Um, and, you know, sort of my whole life had changed from yep. Perth and I, I think I was touching on it before with my little bubble. Yeah. Um, I don't like my, I don't like <laughs> going out of my little bubble, you know. I like Change is hard, know, man. I hate change. <laughs> yeah, I just hate it. You know, the passion and my ex-partner was all about change. Yes. You know, living here, living there, you know, yeah. a lot of change. Uh, her whole life, um, so you know, I thank her a lot because I think she she showed me a lot. Yes, um, she showed me a whole wide world out there that I didn't even know about, and I probably still wouldn't know about. Yep, because I don't like leaving my you know mm-hmm. my little bubble. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
I ended up ditching the landscaping gig. Yep. I, I probably didn't touch on it at all, but I've done security most of my life as well. Yeah. So I'm working in our nightclubs and sites, <laughs> site service security. So I've always sort of had two jobs, but landscaping mainly. <laughs> and I, I went to Broome. I don't know if you've been to Broome. Have you been to Broome? Have I been to Broome? Maybe not. No. So it's super hot. Okay. It's, super <laughs> hot. it's about... 48 and 100% humidity every day and it's disgusting. Um, beautiful place though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not a lot to do. Yep. Um, obviously it's a little community. Yep. Um, about 28 hours or something like that away from Perth, yeah. right up the top end. Yep. No, I haven't. I haven't. I'm pretty sure I haven't been to Broome. No, we, no. Gone, think, but it's on my, it's on my to-go list. Yeah, I think and you I think definitely know if you've been. Nope. Um, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful place probably for a holiday maybe. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it got me into youth justice. Yeah, yeah. Helping troubled young Aboriginal men, mm. boys. Yep. Um, like my brother. Yep. Like Dylan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had, had this passion of just helping and yep. um, Dylan was still alive when yeah. we went to Broome. Yep. Um, and Connor... I do believe Connor was in rehab at the time, okay. possibly. Yep. Um, for for marijuana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just couldn't stop, but he was on orders. So yep. because he was on a on an order, he had yep. to um, couldn't couldn't had to be drug free. Yeah, so, yeah. And he just couldn't do that, so he was in rehab at the time. Um, Dylan was was out um, but they're the sort of guys that I was I was really wanting to target I wanted yeah. to target these troubled young fellas yep. so I got a job at the bail house which is sort of like a prison in Broome yep. for young people they only hold four people yep and instead of sending them to, to Bankshire which is the jail down here Bankshire detention centre um, and you know it was, it was tough yeah man I I remember walking in there on my first day. I think I might have been the only white fella there. <laughs> um, and in um, broom language, they a white fella is called a gutier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and I, I remember copying a lot of abuse. Yeah, yeah. Um, for the opposite of the colour of my skin. Yeah. Um, because I, I was an Aboriginal. Yeah. Um, you know, um, in, in some of the cultures up there, they couldn't even talk to me anyway. Yep. And so a couple of girls up there, they, they couldn't actually speak to me because that was their culture. Yep. Um, but I learned their culture. I learned, I, th- I think they've had so many temporary people in their life and I yep. find this a lot with, with troubled young people mm-hmm. is they've got a lot of temporary young, like temporary people in their life, whether they've been involved in child protection yep. and they've gone to foster caring or yep. their mum and dad have been around for two, three years, but yep. now they're, they're back on drugs and yep. back in jail or, you know, Nan is got all the kids, you know, she might have 20 kids and yep. she can't really yep. focus on one in particular. So um, to build that trust that I was going to be around for a while and to build that rapport with these mm-hmm. kids and to get... Just to understand their life, I think a lot of workers probably go in and, and sort of tell them how to live their life mm-hmm. rather than probably sitting down and listening mm-hmm. to their life. And some of these kids' stories are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you just think, how are you alive? Yep. You know, how are you alive? And, yep. and these kids are survivors. Mm-hmm. They know how to survive. They yep. might not be 
book smart. Mm-hmm. They tell you now if they were in the bush, they'll live for the rest of their life quite comfortably. You yep. know, they, they are just survivors. And yep. um, I learned so much up yep. there. Yep. Um, I'm obviously a city boy. I ended up becoming really good with all of them. Yeah. And, and um, <laughs> I said, look. I'm from the city. I can't teach you how I live, but mm-hmm. you can teach me how you live. Like, yep. Let's go bush. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go here. Let's go there. Like show me mm-hmm. um, what you know. And, and some of these kids were 11, you know, knowing how to drive a fully manual car and mm-hmm. all this sort of stuff. And it was just an amazing um, journey and an amazing experience mm-hmm. that I'll never forget. Yep. Um, fishing with hand lines or seeing crocodiles out at Willy Creek. <laughs> oh, or wow. It was it was an experience wow. I'll never forget. I I struggled in Broome mentally. Yep. Um, my mental health came back again yeah. because I didn't know anyone. Yep. It was work home, work home. Yeah. Um, no gym. Yep. Um, I stopped training obviously up there. Um, we had a newborn. Yeah. No sleep. I ended up getting a second job at yeah. um, a place called Madala. Yep. So that was. Helping um, majority Aboriginal people yeah. between ages of 16 and I think it was 50. Yeah. Just teaching these people everyday skills, life skills, how to cook, how to budget, how to yeah. just do, you know, mop floors, things like this. Yeah. Um, where do you think, uh, where do you think, I mean, most people with one job are just like content. Where do you think that drive, you know what I mean, to like oh, just always be immersed um, and like, feel like you're doing something like came from and is that something you're still working through now just to like you know figure that out or have you figured out like you ju- you just like to work I just like to you like to be busy is that like something that um my my pa always had two jobs yeah my parents have always worked yeah um and I've always been told the man yeah provides, provides. Yeah. yeah dad provides yeah um so I've always been like that and I suppose with my ex-partner you know she was at home with Bob yep. and it was my job to go out and make the money it was yep. my job to make sure that they were okay it was my job to make sure there's food on the table yeah. my job to, you know what I mean yeah. and I, I just took on all that responsibility it was very exhausting yeah um and, and I did it it seriously cooked me and I just started almost well I started hating broom because yeah. of it, I think, I think um and I and I used to sit there with my ex partner and go, oh, I hate this place or this is shit or blah 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 blah. But but as I was saying before, the only person that can change that is me. Yep. And I think I put a lot of stress and a lot of I suppose pain on onto my ex partner. She was dealing with a with a newborn and mm-hmm. putting up my crap. You yep. know, oh, I'm sick of this. Yeah. I yep. just want to quit. Yep. Um, because I'm out of my bubble. Yep. Um. But once again, her family, huge support for me. Yep. Huge support. Still are to this day. Yep. Huge support. Um, they probably always will be. Yep. Um, but they've taught me, you know, so much mm-hmm. in, in such a short time. I think, what, four years, something like that, um, about how to live a different way, how to yep. love a different way, how yep. to communicate a different way, how yep. to just be a better person, a better dad, a better, yep. better person. Yeah, yeah. Um, in general, um, I think um, my mother-in-law, I still call her my mum, mm-hmm. um, sort of oh, if I wanted to do this job um, in the in the youth justice, I didn't believe in myself. I was always sort yep. of sort of told like 
nah, like men's construction, men's this, men's that. Yeah. And I think um, mum, I call her mum, she pushed me into that. Mm-hmm. Just, I think you'd be great. Mm-hmm. You've got the experience. You've done this. Like, just do it. Breaking down you those do barriers, it, eh? and, and you do it for a month and you mm-hmm. sit back and go, you know, it's not my thing. I didn't, didn't like it. Mm-hmm. At least I can sit there and go, well, I tried it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I tried it. I gave it a go. Yep. And that really started becoming a thing with me. Yep. Um, so I sort of took broom on as that experience where, okay, I went there, tried it out for a year, didn't like it, wasn't my thing. That's mm-hmm. okay, but at least I can lie at bed at night or I might get to 80 in my, in my deathbed. Oh God, I wish I had gone to broom. Yeah, yeah. At least I can sit back there mm-hmm. and go, well, I tried it. Yep. Was it for me or was for me? Yep. What's the positives out of broom? The yep. positive is so many. Yep. I learned so much about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then I suppose like I was sort of saying failing. I suppose you don't really fail, do you? You learn. You either no, win or you man. learn. Yep. You don't yep. fail. Yep. You just know what. Yep. You just know a bit more about yourself each time. Yep. Yep. You don't win. <laughs> you learn. So mm-hmm. that that started becoming a big thing for me as well, and it's now set my life up. I mean, I, I came back to Perth on my own. Yes. Uh, my ex partner didn't want to come back and live. Back with my mother, mm-hmm. um, she wanted um, us to be sort of set up in our family home, which I completely understand. And we did. We set up in Lansdale, and I was yep. three by two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was able to get a job in um, child protection yep. um, for a place called Wanjining Aboriginal Corporation. We took referrals um, from child protection, just working with Aboriginal children, yeah, Aboriginal yeah. families, helping out the Aboriginal community. Yep. Um, and I just fell in love with it. Yep. Um, just helping people, thrived mm-hmm. on that, saw yep. a lot of things, very tough job, yep. very draining, very exhausting, very emotional. Definitely. Um, got a counsellor because mm-hmm. um, you need to talk about that stuff. You yes. can't really be taking that home because um, yep. it does, it destroys your relationship. Um, but towards the end of that year, which I reckon was 2018, I was struggling again and yeah. I wasn't sure why. Um, I was just, it's a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sort of packed a bag with a rope in it, um, sent uh, my ex-partner a bit of a message and said, I'm done, mm. oh, I can't go anymore, I've, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm exhausted, I'm tired, I, I'm just done. Yeah, yeah. Um, and after, you know, probably what, three or four years or something like that, yep. working incredibly hard to get to where I was, all yeah, of a sudden yeah. I'd fallen back down in that trap. Um, only this time around, I was in a, a lot better position than what yeah, I yeah. was in that in that sense. Um, and I think that played a huge, that was a massive impact on, on my partner at the time. Yeah. I, I just don't think she knew how to deal with that. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if she'd ever been through something mm-hmm. like that. And... Um, it hurt her, it broke her, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's where she started mm-hmm. going, nah, like, uh, this is ruining my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not happy. Because mm-hmm. now I feel like I've got to you know, babysit him because I don't know if he's, what yeah, he's thinking, yeah, yeah. I don't know what he's doing. And our communication was lost and a lot of that. And it was a really tough um, situation to be in and the fact that, you know, we'd just moved back from her family yeah, yeah, yeah. Broome and come down to Perth where she doesn't really have any family, any yeah, family yeah. at all. So really, really tough. Yep. She's so big on family and um, and then I've dropped that bombshell on her and I think 
it did ruin the relationship. Probably I didn't see it at the time, but um, yeah, thinking. Yeah, man. Now um, it, it certainly did. So I um, um, put plans in place. Yep. Um, to get at my myself out of that that position, so I started medication. Yep. For depression, depression, anxiety. Yep. Uh, probably for the first six weeks, struggled with it a bit. Yeah. Um, but then got really good. Yep. Um, and helped with everything. Yeah. Um, and you know, if I didn't take that pill, like I'd be off all day. Probably wouldn't even go to work. Struggle to go to bed. Whatever. Like, I'm not sure if it's a mental thing or what. Yeah. But that pill just. Yep. It, you know, it works wonders, and my ex-partner was really. Um, Supportive, yeah. hugely supportive, and I probably took that a little bit for granted, maybe, yeah. um, because maybe I didn't see myself as bad as maybe what I was, yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so started training again, mm-hmm. um, and working in child protection, um, we get a lot of de- domestic violence cases. Yep. So I wanted to maybe try and box. Yep. You know, have a boxing fight or whatever, and yep. try and teach people how to fight in a controlled manner. Yeah, not on drugs. Yep, not drinking alcohol. Yeah. Not in an aggressive manner. Yep. Um, go down in the gym, get your anger out in the gym, mm-hmm. and and do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got really hell bent on that, mm-hmm. and I put a lot of time and effort into it, and um, and then I got a second job because mm-hmm. um, we were. Building our first home, so I got a second job um, in security, yep. a construction site. So I was barely ever home. Yep. And is this was this the the two hundred and six the three hundred sixty five days? Yeah. So this started? is this is the so I yeah. three hundred sixty five days. Yeah. So I, this is why I started it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just in case <laughs> Sorry, you guys, I mean, this dude, this dude's a legend. Um, you know, uh, so uh, Mr. Anderson here <laughs> is uh, really good at like kind of. Just, uh, yeah, I want him to share a story, um, the positives and, um, you know, all of that good stuff. And I wanted to jump in here because this was something that was really inspirational to me um, and um, quite a, an amazing feat. Um, even, uh, yeah, he'll, he'll tell you the rest. But, like, man, 365 days and, like, man, you man, you did the thing, bro. Like, I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, yeah. that was really inspiring, bro. Just know that. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. Really appreciate it. Um, I was getting... Messages daily of, of how it's helping people it's powerful, just bro. get through it's powerful, their, their little heartache or, or watching me just go even just for a walk. Um, and I'm like, you know, I'm sitting on the couch struggling to move, but, you know, I watched your video today, you went for a walk, and then I did as well. So mm-hmm. it was really mind-blowing, I suppose, because I had so much anxiety Going like I'm gonna be posting every, every day, day, every yeah. year. People are gonna be so <laughs> sick intense. Of me. I'm gonna, people are gonna unfollow me because um, they're sick of seeing my content. Yeah. But actually, like the opposite way. Yep. Um, people were like, wow, like this guy. You know, I think people were saying like, oh, you'll last a hundred days. You'll last this or you'll last that. And um, and that's also what drove me was the haters. Mm-hmm. And I always will. Um, but I I think it consumed my life. So yeah. I, I really wanted to. Um, to fight. That was the main yeah. goal. And I just smashed my body, as yeah. you probably saw. I didn't hold back. I was doing hill sprints. I was getting yeah. my ex-partner driving the car and push me while I'm out there running up the hill. And, yeah. you know, I, I put my body through yeah. 
hell. Yeah. Um, and I, unfortunately, I didn't, I didn't do it. I didn't yeah. make the 365. I got 265. Yeah. Um, because, again, um, you know, life has a funny way of, of throwing things. And, again, mentally, mm-hmm. um, um, things happen. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think I was saying this to you before. Over that 265 days, my life changed dramatically. Yeah, um, and you probably imagine. don't see it daily. No. Um, but by the day 265, you look back and go, geez, yeah, you know, man. I am nowhere near where I used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if it's a good thing or a bad <laughs> thing. Or, I don't know. But I'll tell you now, I was, I was fit. I was super, super fit. Um, had a, a lot to learn mm-hmm. in boxing. I certainly wasn't even close, I don't think, to mm-hmm. fighting. So... You know, day one, I was in Lansdale. Yeah. Um, we're building a home. Had a really loving family. Um, by um, day 50, oh, I think I was in a car accident. Oh, gosh. Um, or 60 around there. I was yeah, in a yeah. car accident in January this year. Was it this year? This year. Yeah. Um, and car was a write-off. I was driving my friend's car. Um, so in that, that 60 days, I was thinking, God, already a lot's happened, mm-hmm. you know. Um, what, what was going to come, I think, well, like day 120, COVID came. Yeah. Something that we'd never even heard of. Yeah, crazy, man. Um, gyms were closed. Yep. Um, and then, um, you know, my perfect little bubble, we'd, we'd moved into our new home. Everything was going well, well, I thought, and... My perfect little bubble that we know that yeah, I man. don't like change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Burst it. And uh, yeah. all of a sudden my family is no no longer, you know. Um, we're, we're selling the house that we worked so hard to, to build. And I think it just got too much for me. Yeah, um, and I just I, I fell back down in that trap again. Yeah. And um, it's sort of, it's, it's a bit of a... Um, a theme for me, I just keep getting, you know, when I get hit, it, it yeah. almost feels like, you know, you're in the deep end of the pool and yeah. you're coming up for air, yeah. you get some air and then you get hit again, bang, yeah. you go straight back down. And I just sort of remember sitting down on the couch after me and my partner had, uh, ex-partner had broken up um, for reasons that I'm, I'm not yeah. really ready to yep. sort of share here. And, yeah, yeah. and once again, mother of my child. Yep, yep. I'm not going to put her down or no, anything man. like that. It's honourable. Um, Respectable. But I sort of just thought, Jace, how many more hits can I take? Yeah, man. You know, before it's too much. Like yeah. Just, yeah but I, I read books. Yeah, yeah. About love and, and, and sometimes I feel like us as men. Yeah. Um. We struggle with love and breakups yeah, so man. much more than women, I reckon. I reckon women can just go out, you know, guys will always be chasing them. There's man. no there's no problem. But for us men, I reckon we do. I reckon we feel it a bit more and it hurts us and yeah. we might not show it. Yep. And maybe, you know, the old cliche of men aren't supposed to feel this or we don't yeah. do this or toughen up, son, or whatever those things are there. But I just feel like... Um, that hurt me. Yeah, man. Um, and it was a big, big pill to swallow, like a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, man. Um, and probably um, for a good chunk there, I was um, moved in with, with some friends, Jake and Jamie. Yep. Um, for a couple of months who, who honestly, like I sit here and, and say they've saved my life. Yeah, yeah. 
love them and I thank them for everything they've ever done for me. Yep. Um, but yeah, probably fell into the trap of sleeping pills and it wasn't that bad. Like I, I look at it and go, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. But I suppose someone who doesn't do that or whatever, like I couldn't sleep. Yeah, yeah. But at all, and, yeah, and yeah. I think even with sleeping pills, uh, I'd wake up at two a.m. and I go, oh "God, uh, let's have another one." Yeah. So I have another one, and then and then you know I probably took about a month off work as well. Yeah. It just wasn't myself. It was yep. pretty heartbroken, pretty tough. Yeah, man. But um, in tough times, you find people who are there for you. Yep. And I realised that I had a lot, lot of people there for me. Yeah, man. Um, so my support network was huge. Mm-hmm. Um. Because the good that you do for others, man, always returns back to you, bro. Yeah, and, and I really felt that. I really felt um, for the first time in a long time, if if at all, my support network was super, super strong, super, super close. And mm-hmm. um, just being there for me, just having my back and, and pushing me mm-hmm. to go to the gym or to go for a walk or mm-hmm. just come outside for a coffee or yep. go to the shop or whatever that may look like. Yep. Um, I think... Um, those small things to, to some people are huge for others. Yeah, man. Um, and that was huge for me. And um, so, yeah, we stopped at, at 265 days yeah. um, because of, of going through another really tough time. And I wish that I could tell people yeah. another solution to not quitting or not doing this. And yeah. I don't see it as quitting. I just see it as a break. Yeah. And I feel like going through heartbreak, you need to actually... Just let it out. Yeah, man. No, and man. heal. Yep. You got to, bro. Um, don't suppress it. Yep. No, because man. Because eventually it's going to come back. You need to just accept what's happened. Yep. And and heal from it. Yep. Um, and if you're hurting, hurt. It's yep. okay to it's hurt. It's okay to hurt, man. Um, I agree with that. It's okay to talk. Um, I, I think... Um, and listen, before you go, I'm sorry to cut you off. 265 days is a good effort, but <laughs> most people don't make it to the gym ever in a year. So just remember that. Yeah, you like got a new do. challenge coming. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah. Check him out. Uh, he'll leave his uh, platforms, TikTok and Instagram here for you so you can uh, have a look. But, you know, I mean, for all those people who haven't been to the gym in five, <laughs> five, five years, you're like, they're like, what? 265 days? Obviously, some crazy stuff happened, man. And um, like, like you said before, like, you're not to talk about but that heartbreak man deserves some time for you to just take a step back and just chill and reevaluate things you know um refocus regroup um and and, and yeah pull it in man because it can be devastating bro like Absolutely. you said like living your house um you know and i yeah and yeah all right so i completely get that i saw I, like i said i saw that you i went off off the grid for a little bit online and i was just like hey man <laughs> hey man, where's my buddy? <laughs> you know, because you never know who's watching and who you're inspiring, yeah. right? Like yeah. that 265 days, man, was just powerful to me. And I still like the 265 days is a lot, bro. You know, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, um, and it was. So, it was so, a lot happened. Yeah, a lot happened. And so I like just commend you for that, bro. Um, and I think like anybody who knows you, respects and values like you sharing that with us, man, because it is a lot of vulnerability in that too. You know. Um, so yeah, appreciate that. And yeah, yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, now I don't know where I was. But, um, <laughs> so you were saying, um, you know, it was quite a tough, like a t- like a tough time, even in that, um, you know, that time. Oh, going through heartbreak. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, the heartbreak. Uh, yeah. I think yeah, um, a lot of people just need to um, to just let it out. I yeah. know everyone has things differently, and they yeah. all 
um, I suppose, um, deal with things differently. Yeah. But yeah. from experience, um, coming from suppressing things before. Yes. To now. Yep. To where I am now, um, I just feel like if you're hurting, let it out. Like, don't push it away. Hurt. Yeah. It's okay to hurt. It's okay not to be okay sometimes, you know. Yeah. And... <laughs> and if you don't talk, you don't know that all these people are here. Like, if you talk, you'll be really surprised on how many people are actually there for you, you know. And how many people, Reese? I'm, I'm going to chime in here because I just, before I came um, to you and we met, Reese was waiting on me. Don't, don't tell anybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, was at a men's circle uh, with Weapon. Um, they're a clothing company and they do some cool little things around. And we were at a cryo chamber, um, but we did yoga and it was about 20 men. We sat in a circle after, man, and you just hear guys talking about this year because this year has been crazy for a lot of people. And there were a few guys who had, like, some great years. This year has been really good for their business, um, and maybe their partner struggled a little bit. Um, but it was cool for them to also be honest. But for the most part, man, so many people had, like, crazy years, just crazy years. And, like, not that people all saw them as, like, these really bad things, um, but just these really intense learning moments, which you kind of have been echoing in this mm. conversation. And um, But... What resonated, what, what stuck out to me the most was that, like, out of loss, loss of love, being away from your children. Because um, it was a guy, man, he had came into tears. He was like, I'm stuck here from the U.K. Come to see my brother. Like, it's good to see my brother. Um, I'm stuck here, and I can't see my daughters. Like, I just had a daughter. Like, and, like, he just, you know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. like, and it was it was really intense, and we all could feel that, man. And, he, and we just kept going around the circle, man. And, and some people, one guy lost all his businesses in the U.S. Uh, lost his house um, and, like, had to come back here and, like, um, and got stuck in Mexico. And he was trying to see the bright side, and then he was making us all laugh. But it was like, these common threads was coming through, like a lot of loss, but also that potential to see what's the game, man, because like COVID has done, if it has done one thing, man, it's made us all kind of stand still for some reason or all kind of like see ourselves um, some kind of way. Yeah. Um, and so believe you me, everybody around us, you know, like you said, is dealing with something and we, we share a common thing. We're all human. We're all human on this. Absolutely. Uh, having a human experience. And that human experience is not limited to um, this one sh- shoe, you know, fits all, man. It's, uh, you know, sometimes it's success, it's failures, it's loss. And I think you are sharing something that's really, really powerful. You, you're giving me the whole lot of it, man. And I think that's valuable for men to hear. Um, and, and even just opening up to me about like, um, you know, wanting to take your life and, um, you know, having people around you who are saying, nah, man, like, come on, like, and I see, man, I see the strength in you, man. I see the energy. I see the power. I see, you know what I mean? Um, so I, I just look forward to seeing more, but anyway, keep going, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, I think, um, I think, yeah, absolutely talk about it cause a lot of people have shame factor, you know, yep. um, but there's yep. no shame in hurting. Nope. No shame in, in feeling emotions yep. and yep. Um, there's no shame in it and people might sit there and laugh at you behind your back or whatever but I'm telling you now those people have been through it too mm-hmm. and if they haven't they're gonna mm-hmm. you know um, so you can yeah you can put other people down and if that's if that's who you want to be that's on you yeah, but man. that's not me yeah, um, I'm I'm here to try and lift people and yeah, man. Um, and that's why I love doing what I do for work. I'm, yep. I'm now in youth justice. Yep. And I'm here to, to help certainly vulnerable children. Yeah. Um, in particular Aboriginal children. Um the community and just build a better community, build um and empower is probably the word I need to use. Yeah. Empower these young people. Yep. 
um, and say that, I mean, some of their lives, I reckon if, if half the people um, were to walk in their shoes, they, they, you know, they probably would throw in the towel, you yeah, know. Yeah. These kids are survivors um, and they know how to survive. It doesn't mean that they, yeah, they want to survive sometimes. Yeah. But th- that's why I'm here to try and empower them to show them a different yeah. way, a different life, a better life, better community. There's so much more out there than than drugs and crime, and um, and and sometimes that's the way that you know they suppress their feelings. Yep. Drugs. Yep. Crime. Um, get that adrenaline rush from stealing a car or um, bashing someone or yeah. whatever that may be, robbing someone yep. or. or Whatever it might be, yeah. Maybe that's yeah. how they deal with their their emotions. Yep. Um, and you know, the, the more that we can help these people out, um, I'm not saying that it's okay. I'm not trying to justify yep. what they do, but yep. um, I understand where where they those people might be coming from. And yep. until you live in their shoes, um, you don't really get a say. Yep, I agree with um, you. Man. But I, I've also seen kids who have struggled. Yeah. Um, lived on, you know, in the ghetto, so to speak, yeah. and have come out and become lawyers or doctors, and, and that's all yeah, about, man. you know. And they might sit there and say, "Yeah, but I did this and I did that," and that's like, that's great for you. Yeah, but we all deal with things differently. Yep, we do. And, um, and so I think it's yeah, it's really powerful yep. to understand that we're all different. Yeah, yeah. Um, some people deal with certain things differently, and, yep. and once we get a better understanding on that. Yeah. We'll have a better life, better, sorry, a better, well, yeah, a better life, yeah. a better community, a better Australia, a better world. Yep. Um, it's powerful, bro. Yeah, better understanding. Yeah, man, I, I think um, you're hitting on something that's really, really powerful, and I I, um, I appreciate you saying this, and I appreciate you changing the words empowerment, um, but I, I think you, yeah, <laughs> and I'm just going back on this, you know, um, and excuse me if I'm not being PC, um, <laughs> but I think you have a, a right in also saying build, um, because sometimes people are like broken and it's really hard to have empower or put power on top of a, a, a unfirm foundation <laughs> you know um and so it's really interesting right like um you yeah. make me think about the word empowerment um and then you made me think about that you know what you said with building i think sometimes you need to build people up to be empowered uh, um you know <laughs> i work with is broken yeah man i think that's a really big way to probably put it yeah they're broken they are broken some of these kids I've never had a kiss on the cheek and yeah, said man. good night. I love you, son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't know what it's like to be loved. They don't know what it's like to live in a, uh, you know, yeah. a flash home. Or, yeah. Uh, they don't know what it's like to yep. not take the bus. Or yep. They don't know what it's like to not have to um, worry about where am I sleeping tonight yep. or, or any of those things yeah, that, that we take for granted. Yeah, man. Um, so a lot of these kids, well, I, I say all of them are broken. Yeah. In some sort of way. They're just broken young yeah. people who who want to be loved. Yep. And have never been loved. Yeah. They don't know how to be loved. Yeah. Um, and it's really, yeah, it's really powerful um, to look at it like that as well, but... It's really powerful to see a man passionate about that, man. Like you, <laughs> I, this is why we connect, bro. Like I, I yeah. that's interesting. Kindred, kindred spirits in that sense, man. I, I really, um, when I left, for Mongolia to go teach, you know, like one of the biggest things uh, was connecting with the young people. Um, and not because like they were 
underprivileged or anything like that. Like Mongolian people just have their own culture. They're doing their own thing, um, you know. So I saw it for what it was once I got there, right? Like when you get to Burundi, like it's uh, sometimes you don't appreciate everything, but after you take a step back, it's like, oh, yeah, like I learned so much there. And like for me, Mongolia was like a learning ground, man. Like I saw so many people more happy per capita like than I saw in the Western world. Like yeah, yeah. people with like, what, what we'd consider nothing, right? Like I was, I lived in a little wooden house, um, luckily with like an amazing uh, family. And we went to, had an outhouse or whatnot uh, for like two years that I went to. And like, but like the love, the the sheer peace, um, you know, the the community, the hard work, um, you know, yeah, <laughs> that people yeah. put no, into absolutely. like their lives um, and like their friends and their culture, uh, which is completely different from anything that I had seen. Um, and it was just so raw and so real. Um, and the, the way people connected with nature uh, uh, was really powerful. So yeah. it's amazing like to hear you, you know, say that, man. I think it is powerful um, when there is a man who cares, who cares about people getting that love and getting that that getting those at least foundations if you can just give people like a few values of life lessons that you've learned to like help them be empowered as they go out into the world man it's really like absolutely and i think yeah touching up with men um certainly um in the child protection where i've, where I've just come from i think i might have been the only man there in the, in the, in the team Whoa. at maribuka um and i reckon there was probably five men in the child protection space in the MORE program, um, working on the ground, I reckon. Yep. Um, out of 30, 40, 50 people, maybe. Um, so there you go. That just goes to show, yeah, that, um, you know, I reckon even maybe 10, 15 years ago, there might not have been any men. Whoa. So the more men, because we are dealing with young men. Yeah. Dealing, you know, the, the ratio between girls and boys, I reckon, is probably like... You know, if I was to say you got 30 clients, 40 clients, let's say 40 clients, I reckon three of them might be girls. Yeah. You know? And if we've got men working with these young men, talking about opening up, talking about those feelings, I think, um, I'm not saying that that women wouldn't be able to get that same response as well, like that the the women have that nurturing side to them. Yes. Whereas, but um, I just feel like it's super important for men to, 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 look at getting jobs in in these positions um, because a lot of these young people that don't have male role models yeah i think it's super important to to get males into these positions to teach our young young fellas what it's like yeah yeah, for sure to be a man and you know that's powerful, man. I you got me thinking now, like, um, what, like, so what, like, if somebody was interested in doing something like this, you know, um, like your work and, um, you know, really helping and getting involved, what are some um, references or some places that they can jump in or jump online? And well, like, I suppose, you know, youth work, youth work, degree in youth work, yep. community services, yep. social work. I mean, yep. I, me personally, I don't have any yep. qualifications. Yep. I just got lucky. Yep. With my life experiences, yep. I suppose. Um, volunteering. Yep. Um, and you never know. They might yeah. love you there and, and yep. you might be able to get a job through that way. Yep. Um, study. Make your own study. Yeah. Um, study. Just Google um, youth. Yeah. Youth work, youth mm-hmm. services, anything. Yep. Um, call around. Yeah, um, for sure. 
It's out there. I mean, I know the opportunities are out there. The, there's so many opportunities out there for men. And you um, speak to such a powerful thing in that, man. Even same in education, education space. You know, I'm doing relief work at the moment. And um, you just don't see a lot of men. No, you um, don't. And to the point where it's such a weird thing because, like, the kids are so happy to see a male in that space, a young male in the space that, like, you know, like, man, I, I haven't had so many, like, young fifth grade dudes just run up and, like, want to give me a dap. Some, man, sometimes I'm just like, whoa, I don't, even, you, I don't know if you can hug me, dude. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, kids bring it in, man. Like, <laughs> even in front of their parents and, like, the principals. And I'm just like, man, like, that, that means a lot of the young people are craving also this kind of attention, a youthful kind of male attention in this education space um, to make it okay, you know. And so it's powerful that you say this because, like, people just need good male role models. No, they do. And um, I think even when I was a young fellow, I always look up and go, like, God, I wish my, like, teacher, mm-hmm. you know, like I remember Keller had um, a bloke called Mr. Lund. Yeah. And I was jealous because I had, you know, yeah. this is all. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be taught by the male because yeah. he talked about footy or things that I like. Yeah, yeah. You know, he knows, like, this and that. And yeah, yeah. Sporty and he's, so as, as a young person, for me, I always wanted to be around males. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, just having that yarn and connecting yep. is, is what males do. Yeah. I think. And um, I reckon if you speak, speak to most males, I reckon they probably say the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think, um, yeah. So yeah. Go, go ahead, man. I'd like, no, I think, thank you for sharing, man. I, you, want, you want to keep going no, on? No, no, no. I just um, think, yeah, like more men in, in these positions, whether yeah, it's yeah. child protection, youth, justice. Yep. Department of housing, um, anything, you know, anywhere. Yeah. Counseling, relationship counselors. Yeah. Um, rehabs. Yep. Prisons. Yeah. Um, where you can help men. Yep. And, and do it for the right reasons. Yes. Um, jump in. Yep. That's you powerful, know, why, man. Why, why wait another year, two yep. years in a job you don't like mm-hmm. um, when you can jump in and do something you love? And when you do something you love, you never feel like you're working. Anymore, so <laughs> that's the truth. Believe me. <laughs> you know? That's the truth. Yeah. Um, so what can the people like expect uh, of you like this year, man? I know you're jumping back into the challenge. I know you, um, you're back at it. And I, like I said, um, thanks for sharing. I know you had like a, a crazy patch this year too. Um, and coming coming out of it and jumping back into it. What can the yeah. people expect of you? And uh, while you're at it, also share your Instagram and your TikTok because yeah. I know you're doing some things. And Yeah, uh, I'm on, uh, on, on TikTok, um, Reese Anderson 73, so mm-hmm. R-H-Y-S mm-hmm. Anderson yep. 73. Yep. So, I'm, you know, I'm uh, making silly TikToks um, just for a bit of a laugh, but mm-hmm. I, I think I was having this yarn with you before. It's just bloody addictive, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I told you I had to stay off the that. TikTok. Right? <laughs> I couldn't do it, dude. Just, you know, that's probably the the, the child in me. Oh, in, bro, you know? listen. <laughs> I know. Um, so, same, same. <laughs> oh man, it's it's hard. I'm not a big PlayStation person, but I'm huge on TikTok. So I don't know how it's worse. Um, so that's that. And then my Instagram is racy underscore A1. Yes. All lowercase. Yep. Um, and that's where I'm posting a lot now. So I've got a new, bit of a new challenge that I threw out to Instagram followers just to see what they would like to see from me yeah, or yeah. what would help them. Um, they want to see me fight. <laughs> um, so 
at the moment I'm currently training my ass off. Yeah, yeah. Um, to prep for a fight. I don't know when that will be. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably, you know, if all goes well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm hoping March or, or April next okay. year. So that gives me, what, good six months to yeah. prepare. Um, I've probably really been training the last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think posting content every day keeps me accountable. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what you can sort of see from me yeah. with um, um, boxing sort of challenges. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I honestly like uh, if you've got anyone north of the river who is listening or yourself, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. want to come down and work out, be in a great environment, come mm-hmm. down to Lacey's. Lacey's. It's called shout Lacey's. out to Lacey's. Um, so shout out to Lacey's. It's the gym's unbelievable. The okay. vibe you cannot beat. Um, mm-hmm. They do. It's not just boxing. They do um, mm-hmm. classes with like hit sessions and yep. a bit of boxing, Sweet. like on the bag, or you can jump into the boxing classes. Yep. Who are run by you know Australian champions at the moment. Yep. Um, there, there's no egos in yep. there. It's just every. It's like a family. Yep. Um, everyone's there. Who's positive. And um, that's powerful, man. That's important. It is. It is. It, it's. It's just huge. It's all. All group work. Yes. Um, it's just lots of laughs, lots yeah. of fun, and everyone just wants to see the best you in there. So, yeah. Um, there's so much help there if you want to know how to um, punch correctly, mm-hmm. or you want to learn better footwork. Like yeah. everyone's easily approachable. And, yeah. Um, they just run really, really good, tight tight ship down there and i think um if anyone's in all suburbs yeah. come down and check it out <laughs> all right um, for sure i'll make sure i leave a link into all of this stuff yeah absolutely um, um so so yeah yeah check man. them out um and i also want to get back into footy coaching at some yep. stage maybe next year so i was coaching football last year work greenwood yep um that's something that i want to look at at doing again next year um but at the moment, my number one goal is to to get in the ring. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And have a crack with whoever comes <laughs> my way. And, um, pretty keen for that. That's so. pretty cool, man. That's yeah. pretty cool. Um, so normally, man, um, we we end with like a little gratitude, which uh, I will. But I just have one question. I think um, uh, you. I think this whole conversation for me has been really inspirational. Um, I see a fighter. Um, I see a fighter from beginning to the end, um, and Obviously, we had a little chat, you know, off air. So, um, yeah, man, I, yeah, I just, it's powerful, bro. Like, just remember, like, that you're powerful. Um, and, yeah, you don't really need anybody else to tell you that. Um, but sometimes it's nice to know and, like, nice to know that you're loved and stuff like that. Um, but keep doing your thing, man. Like, keep doing your thing. Um, and I know the right, um, you know what situation I'm talking to, the right person in that situation will come when it's supposed to. Um, but use this time for you. Yeah. Um, use this time to like get you tight. Um, work through whatever you need to like work through. Ask the questions. Um, so when that person um, who's supposed to be there shows up, it, it'll just be magical for you. Because um, I think you deserve it, bro. Um, I, yeah. I can't speak highly enough of like just the person I see. Um, and if you had, I guess, um, before we go into gratitude, which is kind of like how we end, if you yeah. had something you wanted to tell your your what would you have told your yourself um five years ago a few years ago what advice could you give yourself um that you know now Um, really good question i think um 
Um, one thing that I, I certainly would have told myself is don't worry about outside noise. And what I mean by that is, is don't worry about what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. Just focus on you. Mm-hmm. Stay in your lane. Yep. Don't look over in that lane. Don't look over that lane. Stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. And don't try and be someone you're not. Don't yep. try and um, to to rush into buying a house because yep. you know. Like I've re- I read this quote the other day. Someone said, you know, people always come up and say like, um, you know, have you got a house? Have you got kids? You know, yeah. No one ever asks if you're happy. Yep. <laughs> you know. Um, yep. So I'd, I'd certainly just tell my younger self, just be happy. Yep. Just do what makes me happy mm-hmm. um, and everything else will fall into place. And yeah. um, don't rush into things. Yep, that's powerful, man. Just just, just take your time. We're here. This is a marathon, you know. Yep. It's on a sprint. Yep. So just take your time. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Um, and and just, yeah, just be happy. Just yeah, do man. what makes you happy because life's too short to go around, um, you know, Shitty, yep. Space, I suppose. Like, yep. if you're not happy in a relationship, not happy in your job, not happy where you are, mm-hmm. only you can change that. Only you can and change that. I think um, <laughs> when you realise that, mm-hmm. um, things will just get so much easier for you. Yep. So, um, uh, yeah, if I could do that, ten, five, ten years ago, and just know that only I can change it. <laughs> I, only me yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I can make me happy. Yep. Don't expect your partner to make you happy because that's not their job. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They're selfish. Yep. Yep. Your Every. job is to make you happy. Yep. You can't make someone else happy, you know? Yeah. And, and it's, it's funny you say this, like I, I've been thinking about this a lot and like it's, sometimes it's hard for people to bite um, and chew, but it's like, well, if you're not happy but you're trying to make me happy, well, that's probably not going to work. Because then I want you to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if I'm not happy, yeah. I'm trying to make you happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it, it doesn't really work, nah, right? Nah. But like, if you're coming from a happy space and you're giving me your best self, that's probably what you gave me, you know, especially when it comes to relationships, that's probably what you gave me in the beginning. So, like, that's probably going to be that um, that nice space, right? Oh, 100%. Um, and, and vice versa. Um, and so, like, I find in relationships, making sure that you do and make the space to do what makes you happy so that you can give your best self to that person. Um, because I think sometimes, and I, it just dawned on me because I had my own little issues, you know, during COVID, um, but it, it got really crazy. And it's like I was projecting onto my partner. Um, but it's right. It's like, really? Like, it's not his responsibility to make me happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's my responsibility to find my happiness and yep. make sure that I'm bringing, like, the joy into this space, um, you know, however that may be. Um, yeah, and so it's powerful, man. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. I, think, um, <laughs> I was going to say something, but I've lost it, <laughs> unfortunately. But um, that's however. Um, yeah, I think I think that's powerful. Um, just be happy because it's yeah, it's it's on you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, communication. That's what I was going to say. Communication is is the key to any relationship, mm-hmm. friendship. Um, you know. And be clear. Partner, clear. Be clear. Be honest. Mm-hmm. Be open. Yep. Um, but, yep. But communication is key. I yeah. Think that's with everything. Yep. Whether that's with, yeah, as I say, your friend, your boss, your partner. Yes. Because um, if we don't know, and as you say, be clear. Mm-hmm. Communication, but be honest and be clear, clear. because 
Um, if we don't know, mm-hmm. we're just going to keep walking around doing the same thing because we think it's all good. Yes. But that's not all good mm-hmm. to speak up. So um, that would be another one. I think probably five years ago, probably wasn't the best communicator either. So yeah. that, that's just something else I would say to myself, just communicate to all people. Listen, you're a young man, man. It's, <laughs> you know, like, listen, we're still learning this thing. <laughs> that's, it, that's, that's life. It's learning. We learning, learn, man, right? You, know. you learn how to communicate better each year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, especially um, reflecting, man, like yourself, you're going to be like, oh, I could have did that a little bit better. All right. You know, you know better <laughs> for the next situation, right? But the situations just keep changing and keep emerging. Um, Bruce, man, it's been such a good time having you here. I think my neighbor has started uh, cutting some trees down. <laughs> 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 um, Who has the energy to do that on a Sunday? <laughs> okay, but anyway. Man. They're serious right here. <laughs> my my partner and my neighbor. <laughs> um, uh, I'd love to end here, man. I thank you so much, man, for coming. I really appreciate you, man. I um, look forward to um, doing some more stuff. I will talk about this a little bit off air. Um, but, yeah, I had some ideas to throw around. I thought it could be really, really cool. Um, uh, yeah. So, yeah, anyway, I'll talk about that. Just doing some stuff with, with men um, and bringing some value into this kind of space um, and really opening this stuff up. Um, and I saw you as somebody who just uh, was in my in my psyche with it. Um, but before we go, um, thank you again for sharing. Thanks for coming. And, um, yeah, man, three things that you always end on, like, a light note because it always makes us make us feel good. And uh, I think so much value has come out of this. Um, and I know you were sharing with me um, before we started. Um, three things that you're grateful for, man. Like um, those little gratitude bits. They can be big or small, you know? Jeez, good question again. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I just want to say I really appreciate um, you even inviting me here, you know, um, into your home. and yeah, man. Welcome, um, man. Just having a yarn, I think it's so powerful. Um, and just sharing, you know, I haven't shared everything, but I've shared you know, <laughs> a bit today yeah. and, and just um, just having a yarn. It always makes you feel really good, and I, I do um, know the vibe that you give off. I think it doesn't matter where you are, you've got a vibe that everyone just loves being around. So I, that, um, I really appreciate, appreciate yeah, having that, having that yarn and... and Allow me into your home and, and oh, give man. me an opportunity to, to have a yarn. And, and Always see welcome, who I man. Can help out there. <laughs> it's been yeah. good to have you here, man. I'm like, finally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure anyone will, uh, will listen. I don't know if you've got any views in there, but um, just if I can help someone, yeah, I man. suppose um, that's yeah. why we're here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but gratitude. So I'm happy for um, having a job through these tough times. Yeah, man. Because um, I know a lot of people have suffered. So. Yeah. Just having a job, I'm happy for that. Yep. Um, and I'm happy to do, I'm happy that, that I'm doing something that I love doing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. really, really thankful. Um, I don't know, you know, there must be a God up there looking after me because I don't know how the hell I got in there. Um, <laughs> number two, healthy children. Mm-hmm. Um, super, Probably. super happy um, that I have healthy children and, and there's so many parents out there that are in a really tough situation. Yep. Maybe their children's had cancer or they're, sick or, or whatever that may be yeah um and my heart breaks for them yep um and so i'm, I'm really grateful for that yeah and, man um last one is um i'm grateful to wake up every day yeah man um and i get a i get an opportunity to to write a new chapter yeah yeah um or a new write on a new page a fresh page yep. today so um you know, one thing before I do go, one thing that I, I hate doing or, mm. or try not to ever do, and it's, it's a really good thing that I sort of live by now is never go to bed angry. Yep. 
So if you've got unresolved issues with someone, your partner, your mum, whoever, just send them a text or just go up and say, hey, look, I don't want to go a bit angry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Even if you weren't in the wrong. <laughs> um, sometimes just, just meeting that halfway, just never go to bed angry. Yeah. Because um, you're already going to have a bad tomorrow. Because yep. you're already thinking about it. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's something I wanted to say because it's something that I live by. That's powerful, man. Yeah. No, man, I think that's that's powerful. I, I don't really have much more to say about <laughs> that. Um, thank you again, Mr. Anderson, uh, Reese Anderson, everybody. Um, check him out. I'll leave the links to uh, his instagram his tiktok um below um and yeah we look forward to uh a bright future for you man i look forward to having you on i'll, I'll do some uh, in the new year definitely thinking to do some uh, round table um discussions with a few guys here just throwing in some topics and kind of having you know like have a few drinks and just chill out uh, talk on the podcast so looking Absolutely. forward to that i know you got some ideas um i'm pretty sure you're into the announcing and stuff like that we talked about that that was something i found out about yeah, about yeah. you so yeah you know um yeah man let's let's do it yeah so can to make sure you come down to laces for sure <laughs> all right peace see ya <laughs>